make sure that you have like supportive friends around you because those are the people who are like your day ones. They're going to be able to basically get you customers. Hello and welcome back to the Grow Handmade podcast. I am really excited because today I recorded my first guest episode and this is especially a cool episode because the girl that I am interviewing is from my small town. Our high school had about 500 people, so very small community and she's actually used her community to grow an entire business that she now runs full-time and she is not selling on Etsy or any marketplace. She is driving all of this traffic herself mainly through Instagram as well as selling in some local shops. So a lot of my students have trouble making those first few sales on Etsy and I always suggest to them to reach out to friends and family and try and get those first few sales from friends and family. That is because on Etsy it can be really tough to get your first few sales but once you have those first few sales and you have some reviews that can gain you some traction on Etsy and it kind of snowballs and allows you to grow from there. So for anybody who is starting from scratch, starting from zero and needing to make their first few sales, have you thought about looking to your community? Have you leveraged your friends, your family, your community members to get those sales in the very beginning? Sometimes we forget that we have friends willing to buy from us in the very beginning and just support our new business and taking a advantage of that can really help you grow. The cool thing about Maddie's story is that she didn't stop there. She didn't stop with those first few sales, but she used a lot of strategies to grow an entire business where she drives all of her traffic from her community to her own website. So all handmade shop owners, whether you sell on Etsy or you just want to have your own website or both can really benefit from this episode. I'm really grateful to Maddie for jumping on and recording this episode with me and I really think you're gonna love it so let's get into it. Hi Maddie thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for being my first guest on this podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you more about your business especially since we are from the same town. It's just interesting to hear how you've leveraged your community to Um, run a really successful business. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. So if you want to just having me, yeah, of course. (laughs) So if you want to just introduce yourself a little bit to the audience and tell us about your business and how you got it started and just kind of where things are at now, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, So my name is Maddie Ashton. I live in Washington state And right now I sell scrunchies and headbands and like hair accessories. And I own a business called Maddie Made. I sell everything on my website and on Instagram. I started off going on a little bit of a different path at first. I started off making like wood signs. And from there, I gained quite a bit of an audience. But It wasn't really like fueling my passions or like my creativity wasn't being fulfilled. So um, I actually got a sewing machine for my birthday um, in November. So it's only been like eight or so months since then. The sewing projects and creating different things from just pieces of fabric has really 
um, fueled my creativity more than what the signs did. So I've just kind of taken that and trying to do different things with it. And yeah. Awesome. I'm really impressed that you've been able to build this business without using a marketplace like Etsy. Is there a reason that you haven't gone over to Etsy or you just haven't had the interest to? Mm-hmm. I actually, when I first started my business doing the signs, I actually did have an Etsy, but I wasn't, I wanted it to be like more of like my platform and be able to customize it more and um, be able to have it where people could go to find just my stuff. I, I actually really, really love Etsy. And I think that it's super helpful. I just wanted it to be selfishly more me. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Having your own website is definitely cool Mm because you can, you know, brand it a little bit more and stuff. And even if you did have an Etsy shop, I think um, the way that you've used your community to drive traffic that could relate to Etsy as well, whether you're directing them to Etsy or to your website. I mean, what you're doing on social media, because you're doing all of the social media marketing, you're driving all of your own traffic to your website. It's not like Etsy is bringing you traffic. So that's what's really Mm -hmm. impressive. You're full-time with this now, right? Yeah. I just quit my job, um, full-time job. I think it's two months ago now. That is so so exciting. (laughs) Who were your first customers? Um, My first customers, and I think just like everybody else, was like friends, family, um, coworkers. I remember like one of my first shows that I did, the only person who bought something was my grandma. (laughs) And like, I think that it's really helpful and important to make sure that you have like supportive friends around you because those are the people who are like your day ones. They're going to be able to basically get you customers. They are the people who were first started with you and then, you know, your first customers. And I think like if they are supportive enough, they can take like your products and like share them on their social media. And then from there, like you can gain other customers, whether it's to your Etsy or to your website or to your Instagram, wherever you want to direct people. If they start like putting the links or putting the pictures up, it'll drive people. So I think that it's important to have like supportive friends who will share your stuff because you never know what one share can do. You know? Absolutely. And cause on Etsy, the customers don't know you at all. They're just shopping right. from some shop owner. They have no idea who, who they are. So it's a lot more powerful when it's a friend or family member or just a community member. Cause yeah, they're more likely to actually mm-hmm. leave you positive feedback and share your shop and all that. Um, So how did you kind of keep up momentum after you had those first few sales from your friends and family? I always try to like basically like stay in the know and stay on top of like what's popular, whether that's as far as like my scrunchies and headbands go, um, putting out new like prints that are popular or putting out cuter prints or whether that's if I have to spend a couple extra dollars getting this cute cheetah fabric. You know? Yeah, I've noticed I've noticed that you're always coming out with new things and hopping on trends and all that. So I think that it's also important to like make sure that your customers and your audience like isn't bored, whether that's like new prints or even just like new a little bit of a different type of product. Like just make sure that they aren't bored. 
Yeah, yeah. That brings me into um, your launch strategy, which I find so interesting. Every single Monday, you like hype it up. You have these Maddie made Monday launches with all these new products coming out. So um, you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So as I was trying to learn more about my business and my strategy and what's going to work for me, Um, it kind of came along with like also quitting my job. I had to have, I couldn't just do random launches anymore. You know, I was looking at other very larger businesses that I follow on Instagram and they always did like every Friday or every Wednesday, you know, that they had new, um, product or launches or restocks. And their customers know that every Friday, this person's going to launch something new or like every Wednesday, oh, there's a restock. If I missed out on it last time, I can get it now. And I wanted to be basically, I wanted to do that for my business so that people could come back next Monday and know that there was going to be a restock on the website. I also wanted it to be like a cute plan word. So that's why I chose Mondays. I think changing like the narrative around like Mondays and not having them be so bad, you know, and like maybe it's something that somebody can look forward to, you know? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then as far as restocks, my stuff sold out pretty quick. And so I want to make sure that that stuff that sold out is there next Monday so that people have a second chance. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're creating kind of not a scarcity mentality, but like a, you got to hop on this quick because these sell out really fast. And so it just like pushes people to actually go on and buy on Monday instead of, you know, thinking about it, procrastinating and getting to it whenever they get to it. Yeah. And honestly, like some of the stuff I do put set quantities on for what I upload, but some of it is like, I can't get this fabric ever again. You know, like, I think that people understand that. So they know that on Mondays, like, this may never come back because I don't know if I could get this fabric or it's taken me two months for this fabric to ship to me. I'm just going to briefly interrupt this episode to tell you about my Skyrocket Your Sales with Etsy SEO mini course. This course has over an hour of video content broken down into easy to digest lessons covering all aspects of Etsy SEO and how to get your listings ranking on page one of Etsy search really quickly. It doesn't matter how good your product is, how good your photos are, none of that matters unless people are actually seeing your listings. So optimizing your listings for SEO is absolutely crucial if you want to grow on Etsy quickly and start making some sales. The course is only $29 and you can get it at growhandmade.com slash skyrocket your sales with Etsy SEO. All right, let's get back into the episode. I spend a lot of time uh, researching what other people are doing. I also like to create products that I personally wear. So I'm not going to come out with something that I would never use. And I think that that is really important for people who are just starting out their business. I think that if there's authenticity of you yourself would wear this or would use it, then I think that that is a good strategy for like longevity. Yeah, absolutely. 
I noticed you also like hop on trends because with the um, Black Lives Matter movement, I actually ended up buying some scrunchies from you because you were donating a portion to, I can't remember exactly which, which organization, yeah. but, but yeah, just like making sure you're staying on top of what's going on and what people are liking and just like staying in the know about all that. And yeah, um, I think that also putting your products where your mouth is kind of like Black Lives Matter is something that I support. So here's what I'm going to do to try to do my part, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as far as your marketing, that's what's really the most impressive, like on Instagram. How every time somebody shares um, that they're wearing your scrunchies or whatever, you're sharing that constantly in your stories. Mm-hmm. And that builds up such a community feel to your shop. And that I feel like that really makes people drawn to like kind of joining in in this community like this little club that you have going on (laughs) um so is that something you do intentionally or is it just like people are sharing it so you're like I'm gonna share it to my stories (laughs) um people I don't know what like recently in the past like three months people are just going crazy sharing my stuff and I am so thankful because that is not something I'm intentionally asking them to do I do know that there are other shops that say if you share on your story, you'll get like a discount code, which I think is so helpful because those people who share on those stories, like their followers see you and then those are potential customers. And um, like I said, you never know what one share is going to do for your shop. Like it could mean um, another 10 sales for for me that Monday. You know, and also like we don't realize it, but humans are like very like follow the leader. Like if they see somebody doing it, then they're going to do it. And I mean, it it also is creating a lot of content for you because putting out content constantly on Instagram, it's like hard sometimes to think of what to actually post when other people are like sharing your stuff all the time or you're getting these like awesome reviews, testimonials or whatever. And you can share that online and just it helps you just stay on top of your content and just like builds that social proof and just, yeah, wants, makes everyone want to just hop on that train. Yeah. Honestly, getting content and trying to think of new content and going to photograph that content is really exhausting. It's like a part-time job in itself. You know, it really is. I give props to those people who are like super influencers or whatever. Well, I think you're killing it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> but um, if somebody like shares a picture, I always like ask them, can you send this to me like without text? So if they put it on their story, like in that they put text, like got my Maddie made stuff. I always ask if they've saved it without text. So then... I can post it to my feed and that's tomorrow's post taken care of, you know, which is awesome because it is, like I said, it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. So as far as Instagram, do you have a content strategy or are you just, you share a lot of graphics, you share a lot of clients wearing your, or customers wearing your products and just some behind the scenes. Is that just kind of your, your Instagram strategy? Yeah. I think that people, I myself like to see like the real life of makers. So I like to put out a lot of behind the scenes. And as far as people sharing to their story, I always just repost it um, because I am thankful. Like they didn't have to share that, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just share it back just to, 
as my way of saying like, thank you for sharing. And then um, I actually used to have an app called, I think it was called like preview or something um, that like schedules your Instagram and like you can see like the how it's gonna look but I stopped using that because everything's in my business everything changes so quick that like I could plan out a month and then only use like three days because it's just ever-changing and something might come up have you done anything else to grow your Instagram are you trying to use hashtags are you engaging with other accounts and things like that so I beginning did pay for like Instagram ads. I think that that helped a tiny bit. I wouldn't say you needed to go splurge. I think I spent like $5 here and there. Um, And then I just didn't have coffee for the day. (laughs) Um, But I think that also following other makers that do like similar stuff than you or following other makers and like commenting and liking their posts makes people see that you're like engaging in them and then they like notice your page and also I think me doing giveaways has helped a lot in like gaining my follower count I don't think that I would have the number of followers that I do I don't even have a lot of followers let's just start there but (laughs) well you have like over 2,000 right yeah that's decent but I think half of those are from giveaways (laughs) yeah giveaways are awesome Yeah, but I think that once you do a giveaway, it's important to like keep those followers because I have seen me myself do a giveaway and then a week later lose like 50 50 of those people who followed you. So I think that staying consistent with your content and making it so people want to continue to see your stuff. Yeah. So um, how long have you been doing the Maddie made scrunchies and everything? I have only been doing it since probably December. So what is that, like eight months or something? Yeah, yeah. And you're full-time with it. And I mean, these scrunchies are like $5 or something. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then you sell... You sell wholesale, right? Like you sell to retail shops. How did you go about doing that? I only recently started doing wholesale stuff. I just kind of went out on a limb and asked my eyelash lady (laughs) if she would sell scrunchies at her shop. And she was like, yeah, I would love to do that. And then it kind of got me thinking like, this could be a thing. So I gave them to my eyelash lady. And then, like I said earlier, people are very follow the leader, other salons in the area. And I would say I market mostly to salons because of the scrunchies. Um, other salons in the area were like, oh, Beth's carrying my scrunch or Beth's carrying Maddie's scrunchies. I want to carry them too. So that's kind of how, how it all like came together. So right now I'm in two salons and then another person in Oregon has like an online boutique that she sells in. So yeah. Did you know her personally? Um, the girl in Oregon, I don't know. She just found me on Instagram. Wow. That's yeah, really so, cool. Yeah, that has the potential to really grow big too. Mm-hmm. I think that, honestly, I would not have a business without Instagram. For context, we're from a really small town. So yeah. <laughs> the, the salons that you first reached out to and the, the two that you're in, um, do you know the the salon owners personally? Um, I know the girl who does my eyelashes. I know them. And then the other girl, I know her mutually. 
but not like I've never actually. Right. So it's just kind of networking. It's this yeah. person knows this person and mm-hmm. word gets spread. Yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. We get a lot of that here in the small town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You always know somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you can grow a whole business that way, clearly. So, mm-hmm. so don't underestimate your community. I know. Right. A lot of honestly, 98% of my sales are local people still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have any words of advice for someone who's just starting out and they, you know, they're starting from zero and they want to leverage their own community to start making some sales? I would say number one thing, don't give up creating your business or even if it's just like a side hobby that you um, are selling a couple things here and there. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. And um, I think that people, a lot of people underestimate how like hard of work it is. And so I just feel like knowing how much hard work going into it is helpful because then you aren't just exhausted and everything. I think that another thing that somebody told me when I started is that you'll get out what you put in. So if you are working nonstop 80 hours a week at this thing, you will see progress and you will see success. But if you are just putting like 20 minutes a week, you maybe won't see as much success as some other people. Yeah. 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 So if you have goals for this to be full-time, you have to treat it like a full-time job. Yeah. If you only want a little bit of side income, you know, you you really mm-hmm. get to dictate how much you get out of this. I like that. So um, where can people find you in your shop online? My shop website is called maddiemade.com. Um, my name is spelled kind of funky. So it's M-A-T-I-M-A-D-E.com. And then my Instagram is maddie.made. Okay. And that will be um, in the notes of the podcast episode as well. So thank you so much for being on here and for chatting with me about this. It was so fun to know more about your business. Thank you so much, Brittany, for having me. I can't wait to hear the episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Bye. Okay. Goodbye.